I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Stacey Michelle Barrington from Mobile, Alabama in the USA, and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, which is better, clean or dirty jokes. Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka the Hizza. Hello. And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Stacy from Alabama. Hello to Al- from Alabama. From Stacy on Alabama's question, which is better, clean or dirty jokes? Dane, where do you stand? <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, clean and dirty are both subjective ideas of what people consider to be clean or dirty jokes. So I'd say, uh, hi to Stacy from Alabama, and I'd say the better of it's neither of the above the best jokes are just funny jokes yeah um you don't necessarily to be clean or dirty for a joke to be funny so yeah that would be my answer and sometimes it's great to say something that is what could be considered dirty when it's in the appropriate place right yeah but it depends what you consider dirty i think for example if someone talks about taboos or talks about their sex life then you can do that in context and uh, it can be very funny um i think Everything in moderation. They can always have too much of a uh, good thing. Well, well said. Uh, and thank you, Stacey, all the way from Alabama. And suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? Absolutely. No question is too big, too small, too lowbrow, too highbrow, or too probing. And if you do like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode. Or you can subscribe to us on ACAST, the world's biggest podcast network, where you can hear all the very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a British comedian and writer. He is a winner of the Chortle Award for Best Newcomer, a Leicester Comedian of the Year Award, and has been nominated for Best Show twice at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He has also appeared on a selection of TV shows such as Mock the Week and Russell Howard's Good News and Travelled the World having performed at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and pretty much every other comedy festival there is worth going to. And he delivers a whole host of podcast material including the Babysitting Trev podcast and the Two Vegan Idiots podcast. Please welcome to the show Mr. Carl Donnelly. Hi everyone, how you doing? Oh yeah, please welcome, please welcome the dulcet, saccharine, caramel infused tones scented with lavender of Carl Donnelly. It's the real benefit of just having had a sort of quite a rough cold, is for about five days afterwards you sound excellent. Can on, you just say, Mike. for all the listeners at home, can you say next up? Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. And just see how that sounds. And coming up next is uh, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. <laughs> oh, it's really <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, love good. To do, I'd love to do late night radio. That's my, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's one of my top five dreams. Um, we'll make that happen. Fine. <laughs> it's we'll not that big a dream, really. Yeah, so I could do, yeah I should, but it could still be done. Put, well, I was going to say, I could done. probably get, you know, if I put, some, put a word out, I could probably get a sort of regional 
BBC, the sort of Sussex graveyard Why Sussex? I don't know. Well, I'm just thinking of that <laughs> yeah. area of land. I don't want to oh, travel too then far. Then again, you're listening to BBC Radio Sussex, and we're doing the sex hour. Anyway, the problems might be, you know, that you... Um, you Essex, you, you, Sussex, you, Wessex, all the sexes, basically. All the sexes. Yeah. All the sexes. <laughs> just that's where whip. I'm just going to tour, get sacked it from each one after a HR issue <laughs> with, with the support staff. <laughs> I think when you get better, no, that's going to be a problem, isn't it? Because you might lose the sexy tone. Might lose the sexy tones. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But it would be, I think it's a nice... It'd be a nice job, wouldn't it? There should be some kind of reverse medication because I've heard of people like taking hormones and stuff to keep their voices higher pitched if they're like singers or choir singers. Mm. So maybe there's some kind of reverse lozenge you can take which makes your voice sound low and dulcet. I I recommend just getting a good old bow of the super cold. (laughs) Super cold. Or I could also recommend... uh, Cigarettes, uh, of, yeah, of the, no, they're of really popular. Cigarettes of the, of the betting shop variety. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't mention particular brands, but any of the brands that are enjoyed by the patrons of various betting shops and uh, oh. and, and they'd, buy the, they'd buy the cheap, strong ones like a JPS and then break the filter off and just smoke the whole thing. I, someone did that to me once. Oh. It, I, I remember I, I smoked cigarettes and uh, somebody asked me for one. And I gave them a particular brand that ends in light, and he was like. And uh, when does your and he literally said, "When does your prom date arrive to pick you up, <laughs> old lady?" And then broke off the filter in front of me and rolled his eyes and said, "Thank you." There's nothing like saying the sentence, "I'll have twenty-four royals, please." That's that's when you really know you've hit the big oh. time. I'd say twenty-four, 20, yeah. twenty-four royals and a, and a can of strongbow, please. <laughs> um, Carl, Carl, you said your voice has changed, right? Yes. Because of the cold, um, listeners. There's something else has changed about Carl in recent times. Yes, which is your hair. Mate. Oh, I have hair again, which yeah. is, um, I've got a routine that I've been doing since things opened up again. Because, yeah, I I used, to, I didn't used to be bald. It's a bit of a I lie. I thought you were bald, mate. I'm well, not I thought lie. I was bald, which is the true story. In 2015, I, I, you can still, I'll show you here, you can see a little, it's a little thin up on the crown, right? Just so you can see my, my yeah, hair. Yeah, I can see there's a little bit, yeah. Like nominally gap. thin. But I, um, I got my hair cut really short in 2015 on top and I could see my scalp through it for the first time. And I just thought that is the end. I thought that's what happens. You get that and then you go bald. So I shaved my head. And I, I'd had a shaved head from the age of 18 to like 21. I used to have a cropped hair. And I just thought, oh, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. So I'll just get ahead of the news. I'm going bald. Get, shave it now. Just yeah. get used to living like that. And I did that for five years. What I, know, I became a hat wearer. I used to have a flat cap yeah. on stage. Yeah. And then last year when we were in lockdown, I thought I'll just grow it back and see how bald I've gone. And I grew it back, and uh, it turns out in those five years, I didn't go bald. <laughs> so, true, that's genuine true. I lived ba- as a bald Basically, your, your, hair, your hair was being lazy, and it basically decided to, like, hibernate. Well, and yeah. then with, with, with the pandemic, it was like, this was the rest that I needed to reinvigorate <laughs> well, yeah. myself. Yeah. It's like I taught it a lesson. Yeah, All right, just, yeah. You you, basically. I'll, get rid, I'll show you, mate. <laughs> yeah, get exactly. rid of it. And then it finally goes, All right, all right, we'll come back. So, so what it sounds like is that you just need some time off for your keratin level to get back up there, Carl. That's, that's what um, a, a, a bounce. Or a, um, a major uh, UK comedy club. Um, he told me I, felt, I walked in there the week I shaved my head, and he said, "What like what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm going bald." And he went, oh, it will grow back now." And I thought, "You are not qualified to make that statement." Yeah. For yeah, not a, <laughs> not a scientist. Yeah, and, uh, and it turns out maybe there was something in it. You know, I've, uh, it's it's bizarre to think you're bald for five years and then grow your hair, and it turns out you're not. Interesting. It can, it can, but it can happen. It's, it it's can, great. Turns out it can. Sounds, sounds like sounds like you've got an Edinburgh show brewing. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, as the format of this show dictates? Absolutely. Carl, as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like, which we can discuss for 15 minutes and some change. Then Howard, here's a here, would like to pose you a question, which we'd like to discuss for 15 minutes. And then I'm going to do something wild and crazy for this podcast and also ask you a question, uh, which we'd like to discuss. And then we'd like for our listeners to find out about all of your good works, including your amazing podcast, alongside good friend of the podcast, Julian Dean, who we should yes. have on the podcast very soon. Although mm, yeah. so, he is the least informed man you'll ever meet. <laughs> so, well, perfect place, perfect place for someone to question everything <laughs> a friend of mine but he doesn't know much about anything <laughs> really, you know. if it's a podcast for him then definitely yeah. if he's got questions to ask um but if that sounds good to you carl then the floor is yours to ask the first well, question i don't know if it's been asked in any in a recent episode it's quite topical but there's some chat uh that the queen is dead um, so I was going to ask, and, and they're keeping it under wraps to make preparations for her, you know, the, the changeover. So I, was yeah. gonna, I suppose it's a two-part question. Is she dead? And if so, what's going to happen next? What's the, what's the next six months look like if the Queen dies? Wow. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say she's not, but... but Blame but, the main, the lamestream medium. You fucking libtard, Howard. You soy boy cuck libtard. Is that what you think, Howard? Well, who, who was it at that thing the other day? She was opening a Morrison's when she was something. What was she opening? She was, or she was going to visit the someone. Queen. Yeah, oh, she yeah. went to one, one of her, one of her um, stand-ins. Right, 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 one of the many Queen stand-ins. No, I agree. Like. I don't actually think she's dead. I did, uh, um, but even if she's alive, I really wanted to have stand-ins. Though, yeah, I okay. love the I mean, idea of that. I love the yes. idea of that. That, that should that should definitely be a thing. I think. Well, a lot of you know Saddam Hussein's have a lot of standards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it'd be really cool if there was uh, decoys for the Queen, and just start doing fun things with them. Just start taking them to fun places. Yeah, showing up. Like, just think, pops yeah. up. Turns out, like, have you ever heard them apocryphal stories about Bill Murray? How he'd always just pop yeah. up at like a student party because <laughs> yeah. he was playing golf in town. Like it's things like that. The Queen, like just here, like did you hear the Queen? Was in like time um, and envy know. in Romford. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the Queen reference. was in Box Park Croydon for England. <laughs> 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 that yeah, would be, be a lot of fun. fun. I mean, look, obviously, you know, uh, it's important to flag up early. I'm not a, a monarchist, as I believe Dane is not a monarchist. I'm so, not either. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're, if you're looking, probably guys, if you're like really like going to get uptight about us talking about the death of the Queen this isn't going to be the next 15 minutes for you or so. Uh, that's yeah. a fair warning to give people. Although, though, I, it, to, I will say, I'm my parents were Irish. I was raised, uh, and, I, and you know, sort of a pretty anti-British, I suppose, you know, but I, am, I, I, I grew out of it a bit and I became, I accepted the, I'm born here, I'm raised here, I'm schooled here, I've benefited from growing up here. So I, I did soften in my teens on the whole mm. and accepted that I am an English person, but obviously, you know, second generation. But I will say, I don't mind the Queen. I don't like the royal family and the institution, but she seems like a nice old lady. Yeah. So actually, I would say, and I, I've been thinking about, I've got a theory that once she goes, then the whole the, the, the number of people that will be anti-royal openly will become a much bigger number than it is. I think she keeps a lid on it by being nice. Yeah, I mean, she's been the longest reigning monarch who has had that highest level, if you think about in terms of Queen, like there's not been... A king of a, a, for a very long time either, so she is the highest ranking, and uh, I feel like princess won't have the same ring to it when the queen does pass. Yeah, um, that's the thing as well to people who are monarchists or royalists. Like, 
I know this might be an uncomfortable conversation for you, but at some point the Queen will pass. Well, she's something an old lady. Yeah, she's an old lady behind it or everything else. She is an old lady. And, you know, if you do believe in the royal family and royal succession and divine lineage, she's going back to hang out with her creator in the first place. So she's going to a better place. Don't even worry she's about going it. back up to the, the, the boardroom. Yeah, back, just, back up to the... Exactly. She's, going, she's just going upstairs to the boardroom, that's all. I'm just checking like, the Alex, BBC Alex news Ferguson. to see that she hasn't died because she hasn't died, um, I can tell. So then, so I suppose the second part... She, so let's go on the 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 the, the, the assumption she is alive mm. and uh, and it's not some sort of weird cover-up where they're trying to work out what to do next. Who, who do you reckon? Because obviously Charles is technically in line to the throne but there is calls that he might not be the most popular choice yeah i don't think he will be a very popular choice i think you're completely correct carl in what you said about her her death potentially sparking a it could be a watershed moment um when when you know it could be couldn't it because you could think that all these people are going to turn around and go oh god it's sad she died yeah she was around a long time i love that show she was in what that the crown yeah no it's really good that show and then people are going to turn around and go okay well that okay but but what is she? What, what was she doing now? Well, she just kind of turned up to a few places and gave Boris Johnson a pack on the back every four years and said something at I Christmas. And I don't think anybody's going to make that the second thing that she did as an achievement. <laughs> yeah. And she gave Boris Johnson a job. No, I don't think that's not. No one should lead with that in any case. I don't I'm think anybody the, who's the, ever worked with Boris Johnson should lead, put that even. You probably want to put it right at the bottom of your CV and just maybe say <laughs> Conservative Party. But we're entering this sphere of time, I think, where uh, our world is kind of and our resources are gradually becoming you know very clearly uh, under we just we just don't have enough to go around so the point of them is just going to be like well I mean, fuck these people is what most people are going to think. And, and particularly if you don't have that history, I think one thing just before Dane jumps off is to say in history, you've got to remember how much of an impact the wars had on people. World War One, World War Two, our wars like Iraq, Afghanistan, on the average person are not emotionally attached to that because they weren't coming to take over our country, you know, well, technically. But, you know, so you kind of think, I think people from those older generations have such an attachment to the royal family because of those wars, Dane, you know? And once that's once that's gone in the next couple of generations or next generation or two, maybe, uh, I think you'll see people not giving a fuck about the royal family. Agreed. Well, and there's also the fact that, like, the status of ri- royal status and what it means and when you juxtapose it with like the profile of other industrialists and elites has kind of changed whereby like the, the what made you like, I guess I remember the royal families that you would have land and title, you would have, uh, you know, assets that would put you in elite versus most people. But nowadays when you consider your Jeff Bezos's and your uh, Elon Musk's being rich and elite uh, is a lot more within grasp of someone who's not from a royal lineage. So I guess it's, that's probably diminished the significance of a royal family. Also, the fact that, like, even with a royal family, we see them appearing in like publications like Hello or OK magazine, or even a lot of influencers or reality stars also appearing there as well, which is probably democratized, uh, uh, I guess, uh, notoriety and celebrity, which is another part of that comes with being mm. in the royal family. So, yeah, I, I just think their significance has might changed, but um, I feel like. The yeah, yeah, the real issue is that it's a part that it's still part of quite an archaic tradition within this country, and they've yeah. been the figurehead of our like imperial efforts to like have a British Empire over the earth. But I think over more recent times, these things can all be facilitated either by industrialists or the one percent. So really, it's it's I'd say the royal family as it exists is currently ornamental. And yeah, totally. When people talk about them, it's more I would say more the institution of the crown. Is is really the issue in terms of that? Like those are the guys who 
I guess, control the brand of the royal family and are the brand of the royal family. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All the money and holding. So it's Surely, not really just... That's what I think Prince William's got to be the only yeah. safe pair of hands that might even remotely hold it together. I think I think it could do it. I guess it depends on... Because I guess it's, it's us re-examining what the duties would be of a new monarch who would be comparatively younger and have a much larger breadth in terms of time and what work they would be doing and diplomacy they would be doing uh, as opposed to... So obviously you know, the, the curveball would be to give it to Andrew, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be the that would be the power move on yeah, I reckon. Because, you know, to be, show that, we ain't going nowhere. That would be some real royal shit, by the way. That would be that would be Tsarist, by the way. That would be like the SARS. They'd be like, and we're also going to tax wheat. <laughs> and straight off the bat, put him on the money. Just really like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not only is he the king, you got him in your wallet, mate. It is give you a pandin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happens so. to the money when? No, what again? What is another thing? Like what? This, what happens to the money when she goes? Do we have to change it all? Yeah. Get her face. Not off instantly. It? Not like the next day. It's all gone. Oh, right. I mean, it's all going. It's all suddenly it's all, it's all void. Digital. You go maybe... to spend a fiver. Went sorry, mate. She just popped her clogs. <laughs> yeah, it's not legal Cur- tender. Anymore. Currency died and she died, mate. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, great I, opportunity I think... to change the fucking national anthem, though, isn't it? Fucking hell, I yeah, am sick to death of fucking it. Well, they'll say king if it's a oh, bloke. Um, God. I mean, it'd be yeah. lovely if it was a non-binary person. That would really fuck up the <laughs> national anthem, wouldn't it? Um, but, but like, I, I God mean, that- save the person, although that would be the most egalitarian national anthem that ever existed. God save the person, long live the people, God save the... It's got quite a ring to it, isn't it? Yeah, see? God save the people is is the most inclusive national anthem I have heard in I English anyway. Hate, I fucking hate our national anthem. I, I often... <laughs> I often hear chants later in football matches and think, I would have rather heard them sing that. You know, like, like you don't yeah. know what you're doing. You know, you know, just hear, the, hear them all sing that for 90 seconds before I'd the match. I'd say there's a direct link between the people that sing it the loudest and the people that also only know the first verse the most. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> You know what I mean? They'll commit yeah, the yeah. most having the least amount. Of not- I know the first verse, for Christ's sake. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've never- I once um, almost got kicked out of a bar. Um, quite a well-known... <laughs> it's called the Phoenix Artists Bar. It's oh, like yeah, a, I know it well. Oh, yeah, you know, I know off, it. Off Charing Cross Road. It's quite a famous bar where a like, comedy actors happens would there. hang out. And they, some, they do comedy. I met an ex-girlfriend um, there. Had a very eccentric owner for years, a landlord for... I mean, must have been there for 40, 50 years or something. And he was a real royalist. And they used to have a tradition that at midnight they'd play the national anthem and everyone would have to stand up in a bar. And I was just in there drunk once and I didn't stand up because I have never stood up for the national anthem in my life. Yeah, and I stood up. And I didn't stand up. And he came over and basically said to me, stand up. And I went, why? And he said, because the national anthem's on. And I went, I'm not standing up for that. And then uh, we had a, got into a bit of an argument. He then friends to kick me out and not serve me any more alcohol. It turns out my <laughs> hatred of the royal family is overridden by my wanting a drink after midnight. Like a, so. <laughs> yeah, which, which is great, a great way to dispel stereotypes about the Irish, Carl. <laughs> fuck your queen, right? You fuck your queen. Would you like another drink, sir? All yes, right, I'll stand. Exactly. That's fine. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not fun, but you know. I reckon there's a great, there's a great opportunity for you know William to take over, and then his first. Order is to make 
pick 12 songs that he thinks we're going to have, whoever gets the most votes will be the new national anthem. And like, obviously number one, uh, tub thumping by Chubba Wumba. It's got to be in there, right? That's got to be, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Wonderwall. 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 Wonderwall's a good one. Yeah, That's definitely yeah, a good yeah, shout. Yeah, come, I mean, on. come on, Eileen. Come on, yeah, I mean, Yeah, I would go, that would be my choice. <laughs> come on. Can you imagine watching Harry Maguire and Harry Kane sing that at the World Cup in well, I guess you change it to come on, come on, England. <laughs> <laughs> no change of the words. You can't change the words. That would right, be the uh, rules. Vin, Vin, Vindaloo. Vindaloo is definitely would be my favourite, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Bittersweet Symphony. These are all the British that's, kind that's of sounding stuff. I mean, three lines would work, really, wouldn't they, if we're honest? That would probably be what would win, actually, is yeah. three lines. But you're, you want to have three lines and lionesses, Howard, in yes, this day Yes, correct. And age. Yep. Have them both. I think a whole new national anthem is needed. I think mm. there should be a competition in the Eurovision style. Oh. We uh, divide people alongside regions. Um, yes. And then, you know, we have the regional heats and then we get down to the finals. Yep. Um, I don't think it's Good luck fair finding a be... broadcaster for this, by the way, Dave. <laughs> uh, I think we know who's definitely going to go for this. And then, you know, we get... But, and by that same token, that same broadcaster will not be able to use Will I Am to weigh in on this one, nor Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> <laughs> they may have some kind of unconscious bias they're not aware of. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing that we can guarantee, by the way, is when uh, when it does happen and she... She does pass. I think we can all feel a moment of sadness for a very, you know, what seems like quite a thoughtful uh, lady who's, you know, she, she is going to be a little bit sad and then give it, I don't know, a few days. And most of us are going to be like, fuck me, this is going to, how long many weeks is this going to go on for? Most go on enough, for I think we'll get enough time off. Yeah, we, that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to time off, which, which we'll need to get over it. And I think, you know, <laughs> I think I think if it is the case, I'm going to try and get some intrader trading tips on investing in commemorative plates and mugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, make yeah, a yeah. fucking killing, mate. Yeah. Yeah, commemorative yeah. plates absolutely I'll make well, loads of money of that it, it, it's a very good question listeners why don't you write in and tell us what you think will happen when the Queen you know pops her very expensive clogs uh, <laughs> clogs Howard clogs are Dutch okay yeah, sorry they're not sorry, from the sorry. duchy of orange it's German what do German people wear German, on their feet yeah, yeah um, there you go yeah <laughs> lederhosen shoes uh, <laughs> is what they probably wear lederhosen shoes <laughs> lederhosen means leather pants hosen right. is the German for trousers Ah, I forgot so, about your um, German knowledge, Dane. Apologies. Yeah, so it'll just be leather shoe. Yeah. Um, but it's a good question, Carl. And I imagine we'll get at least a couple of offend- people offended by this. So well done for that. Wow, that is their problem. Wow, those poor guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your comments, but we will not be taking them on a board. Black okay. man and Irish man and a Jew walk into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question this week... Let's see if we can fuck some other people off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to put it to you straight, right? Carl, I, I think you're a very, very intelligent man. Uh, I've followed yes. your comedy for a long time. Dane, you know what I think of you. Very intelligent. You're intelligent guy. You're intelligent <laughs> and, yet still, and yet I still do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing it. Is it just me? Or can Mark Zuckerberg fuck right off? Because this guy has got to a point... Like, the the power we all know about, but this meta and the metaverse thing is the Kanye West moment (laughs) that, that like, I think has pushed him over to the edge. So is it time for us all to tell Mark Zuckerberg to fucking pack it in? I'm going to need a bit of background on this, right? Because I'm out of the loop. I don't really go on Facebook. I don't... I didn't follow any of the news. I heard it was changing its name to Meta, but I don't know what that means, the Metaverse. So I'm literally, I'm totally 
I'm so, a, yeah, I, 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 not any of this. Oh, happily, I'm a bit off the grid. I'm like, I've moved a bit off the grid in the last year. I've sort of stopped engaging in social media as much as I did before. And when I do it, I'm in and out. Get in, yeah. do a silly it's, joke. Don't even look at replies. I'm just gone. I think you're. I you know what? I think you're making a good decision with your life. Really, social media is like high school. So you just go to do your lessons and then you leave. Yeah. Don't, don't go, to go the in, have room. a look around. Yeah, Even at this look. age, I'm still yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, Pop it in. Too. Show Pop my in. face. Show your face. Do your grades. <laughs> don't go to the canteen. Hang out. Yeah. Hang out. Just, just, just do what you need to do. I mean, yeah. the, the, I explain again. I, I get that I'm not meant to be here. Right? <laughs> I just missed the place. You fucking doing it, you grey-eyed bastard, old man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be I'm fair, you probably already made your decision. I'd say, in some respects, regarding Mark Zuckerberg and fuck off. But the, the bit but, that has inspired this is this metaverse announcement. Which so, is, what is metaverse? So what the, is the, the metaverse? So, so, I, think the I way... keep seeing people make jokes about it, and I don't. I'm, I just do that thing of going and then so, not knowing what the context so the, is. The way. To explain it is very simple because it's obviously been built up to be something very, very big. But it's the name for the shared online 3D virtual space that a number of the companies that Facebook own will exist in. That's Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. And then obviously they have huge um, hopes for their virtual reality uh, Oculus brand when that happens. And so the idea for them is that they... You know, you'll be able to teleport. This is the words of Zuckerberg. You'll be able to teleport instantly as a hologram. So basically, right. we will all have our own um, uh, avatars that we live through, and you'll be able to go into work, and you won't be at work. No, you'll be in an office that's not an office. It's a virtual space that you're sitting in okay. at home, and you'll be able to dress like the Queen, if you so desire, in, in honour of her of her passing, and, um, <laughs> and pre- present your fucking PowerPoint to the class, right? And yeah. tell your shit. So it, it's basically so it's like Second Life. You remember Second Life? Yes, you, exactly. But like it's that. that. But it's actually your life. So you don't even get the luxury of changing who you are. And that's what's so fucking <laughs> insane. And I can't believe there's not been more of an outcry. I honestly can't believe there's not been more of an outcry about what if you if you watch the video. There's a I'll, I'll, Carl. I'll send you the video just purely for your own research. To be, I, I see, I've seen people sharing it, and I just the bit you know Nick sometimes it's such a big thing. I just decided not to watch. Oh, it's you know so I mean? bad. But the thing with Nick Clegg, have you seen the thing with Nick Clegg? No. Where he 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 like, Nick Clegg's on the advisory <laughs> board uh, for Facebook, which is how did that you know, guy get on that? Well, I was Cleggers. Like, yeah, Cleggers is on there. Old Mister Failed Coalition. Oh, yeah, failed Lib Dem. Yeah, yeah, failed Lib Dem. Who basically went and sucked off conservatives. Like, that's right. They're, <laughs> They're going to destroy the Lib Dem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty They're, much. Honestly, guys. Their conversation, the acting that they do in that conversation is potentially the worst acting that I've ever seen. And I've seen oh, some wow. fucking awful act. Like, it, it, I just couldn't... Dane, I mean, have you been following this? Because I just couldn't believe what I've witnessed and, and the fact that the world hasn't gone... I think this guy needs to be taken out of this position of power because it's a huge position of power. Let's not forget, Facebook has more control, arguably, over anyone in the world like than any political leader because... It stretches across the globe. And this guy is talking about how we don't really... Basically, he's saying we shouldn't really live in the real world anymore. But do you not think there's... this is? I always find uh, I'm torn when people discuss this stuff. In that I, when people talk about how powerful Facebook is, I get that. But it is powerful only because... We the have people all that give it power. I did to yeah. partake. Yeah, we you don't really, exactly. Our over here. Surely. It's like only. It's like when people talk about the morality of OnlyFans. OnlyFans is only effective as an app for the people that subscribe and want sexual pictures. And the same yes. that Meta. If nobody enters Meta or joins Meta, then Meta will have no power over people. Um, so yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with Kyle on that. That um, 
we can tell Mark Zuckerberg to fuck off. But Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is also backed by a board of directors and by, you know, um, lobbyists and, you know, obviously as a multinational company, governments in different nations who very clearly turned a blind eye to Facebook having a monopoly on the human consciousness of people that occupy social media and the data as well. So I don't know if it's worth telling him to fuck off alone because mm. if he didn't, if he didn't do it, somebody else would mm. like Facebook wasn't something that Mark Zuckerberg came up with by himself. Um, yeah. And I think the problem being is that people look on social media to find out news reports. So when Zucker Mark Zuckerberg was having hearings about the misappropriation of data and giving that to interest, which have caused, um, polarization of people online and led to like, you know, manipulating votes towards Brexit or the election of Donald Trump, etc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. He didn't do it by himself. Like, obviously, he may be a very intelligent and resourceful man, but he didn't sit there and upload and manipulate all of his servers and collate all of his algorithms alone. The question is, how many people are prepared to support the Mark Zuckerberg ideals and, you know, Facebook as a brand. Yeah. And who, like, again, if people are going on Facebook to get their news, surely the problem there isn't the fact that Facebook is, the algorithm is feeding them news that they have, they want rather than what, you know, what is actually objective news. Surely the problem is that someone's chosen to go on Facebook to get their news. That's the issue there, is that human being that has made such a terrible decision. But, but then that being said... Is that necessarily a bad thing? Not just Facebook, but mainstream media, as we said, like, well, it depends on who you define as mainstream media, but like, I find it strange that the editor now for the Evening Standard is a former Conservative MP. Yes. Obviously it means that the uh, editorial will lean towards supporting that at the same time. And yeah. it means if Mark Zuckerberg provides a billboard or a, uh, a page of advertising for media, then I guess that would go to the highest bidder. And that's where the problem comes, Howard, is that, as we said before in the last podcast, I think it's more about people pursuing capitalist gain and prepared to turn a blind eye to Mark Zuckerberg's actions in the same way that, like, you know, we had the uh, Panama Papers that came out and we know that mis people misappropriate their expenses and people don't pay their taxes. This information is freely available. It's whether or not we as people want to act upon it based on what we find out. Yeah. Um, so I, I found it yeah. just kind of very jarring to think that this guy who, like, you know, has obviously kind of had this incredible, like the most unbelievable success of any anyone ever, 
pretty much, right? The first thing he tried to do became one of the biggest things that the world has ever <laughs> like had, right? That's a pretty... Was it, was it the first thing? Was that his first thing? Was that was pretty, he, I think that's... Well, he was still at uni, wasn't he? So he hadn't, he hadn't left yeah, and become a... Yeah, the first draft of Facebook. Yeah, he hadn't left... The first draft was like a prototype with those other two Harvard dudes, right? That he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, bought, he bought out in the end. Be- and the dude from Napster, headed by yes. Justin Timberlake. And I feel like the guy that came up with Napster didn't look like Justin Timberlake. No, I don't no that's an important point. I, I really feel like he did a lot. But like the, to me, anyway, the fact that he's kind of got this position of power where he's, you know, having to defend himself at the Supreme Court, Congress, you know, all of this stuff, all this stuff going on, kind of questioning. Uh, all of the validity of his pl- the, the what he's created, where you know you can buy Instagram, you can buy WhatsApp, you know you own all of this data and all this information, you have so much knowledge of how to direct our lives, right? And his advice as we come out of a pandemic is, I think we should just all just go into a virtual world. And that he's a nerd as well. He's so. a fucking nerd, dude. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a fucking dork. So like, I will Wait, point you, Dexter. His, his, his ideas are obviously going to be created from that. If you grew up as a nerd and went. Harvard exactly and you're now a billionaire celebrity yeah, but women yeah, still yeah. don't go oh Mark has been looking tight no one says that so of course he's like I want to create an artificial world where you can be whatever you want to be yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm I, 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 it sound, I mean it doesn't it sounds like a terrible idea I hear what, I hear what you're saying you've seen, think, yeah, have you seen the film Surrogates I'm, with Bruce Willis about, I have seen Surrogates with Bruce Willis it feels like we're heading there basically <laughs> yeah but well, then again it's that thing of you know I do think that it's a it's a mix in it between Obviously, once they get to it, there's a critical point where they become sort of, it's not just about people's personal responsibility because the company's become behemoths. But I do think, I don't think we should ever get to a point where we don't start with telling people like, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, be on Facebook to stop being on Facebook. Don't give it your information. Don't don't be on. Yeah, you, know, you don't have. There's no. No one's got guns here saying you've got. To when go on it Facebook says, when it asks you, when he asks, when it asks you what you're thinking, just say, "Don't worry about that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing about people giving up their ghosts to the machine. Is that the first thing you are asked by all social media is, "What's on your mind? What are yes. you thinking?" And human beings need to remember, you never used to answer those questions when human beings asked you. Exactly. If a strange person on the bus went, "What are you thinking?" You'd be like, "Please leave me alone, yeah, yeah, sir." Yeah. Treat so, it like. A- British yeah. people treat it if somebody says, um, how are you doing? No matter how you're doing, yeah. you just say, I'm okay. I'm okay, yeah, <laughs> right? I'm fine. <laughs> you're literally dying inside. You're in the worst position you've ever been in financially. Oh, yeah, I'm fine, actually. So, yeah. Howard, Howard, what I would say is that we can tell Mark Zuckerberg to fuck off, but I think there will be an equally uh, asper- uh, ambitious and maybe potentially more corrupt person to take his place. Mm. Um, the issue is we need to look at not what's happening in this metaphysical world that he is uh, proposing, but what happens in the physical world that would drive people to the escapism needed for yes. them to thrive within the meta universe. I think that's what it comes down to really is that <clears throat> a large part of the issues with the consciousness on social media is that social media provides people that escapism and also provides them with the opportunity to reimagine themselves as their ideal selves, yeah. which is why, you know, you see human beings and I'm not saying these are directly related, but people are very comfortable expressing, for example, their gender as non-binary or trans mm. on social media. People are more comfortable in terms of, uh, expressing the fluidity of gender, the uh, fluidity of ideology on social media, which is why you're probably seeing it play out so much more today. So the issue is, I guess, if we can make people happy with being themselves and make the physical world one that's much easier for a human consciousness to thrive in, then you wouldn't need a meta-universe. Like if, you know, even if it's as small as recognizing the validity and the rights of disabled people and having a uh, physical infrastructure which provides equal facilities for disabled people, 
you'd be less inclined to have to reimagine yourself as an able-bodied person in a meta-universe or in an artificial landscape. So you can tell Mark Zuckerberg to fuck off, but um, there'll be a newer, even nerdier, and, uh, you know... More evil. More, more evil, more malignant Mark Zuckerberg. But at the same time, you know, I, it always comes down to the thing that, like, unless you got the money to tell him to... Telling Mark Zuckerberg to fuck off is expensive. So <laughs> yeah. unless you got the money to back it up, it'd be very, very difficult to tell him. Because yeah. that's why I posed you know, it as a question, so he can't see Because there, there are some people, Howard. Like there are some people without Facebook, they it will take a large amount of meaning away from their lives. And I think this is, yeah. this, is this is what we have to remember about the disposition of most people who thrive on social media. Like even as simple as that, there's, if when you leave secondary school, you can't talk to the girl that you liked in secondary school and stay in touch and 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 continue to flirt with her years after. You wouldn't be able to do that without something like Facebook. Some people's Facebook is works as a <clears throat> invaluable piece of a uh, shop front advertising yeah. when they wouldn't be able to realize their entrepreneurial dreams without something like Facebook. So it could come down to rather than tell him to fuck off, we just find a way where he is regulated like the rest of us through the monopolies and mergers commission or antitrust. And we just decentralize the power that social media has. So maybe we nationalize the servers and all of the digital amenities that allow for social media to work globally. And we're like, well, if you're going to operate in this country, you have to adhere to these regulations and have this level of transparency. So that would be the biggest fuck off is to go for his pockets, I would say. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, we, 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 we've covered that pretty significantly, I think, Dane. And, um, you know, I just think the idea of some kind of, you know, like you say, second life answer to our problems is some version of second life is a little bit depressing. I, but that's, uh, how, that's how most people live, though, Howard. Escapism is just yes. what most human beings do. It's, it's, we can look at a metaverse and say it's problematic because it's, people want escapism, but that's no different to why people take you know, psych, psychoactive drugs or why people um, go to watch films or people act. Like All of these things are for human beings want to give some meaning to themselves by you know, being able to thrive in a reality which kind of serves more of their needs. So... Yeah, and you know, if you look yeah. at phone use, you're, you're, you know, your your screen time, whatever. There'll be some people who they're already on ten, twelve hours a day yeah. on social media. So this, it sounds like this meta thing for them, it's just adding VR on top, isn't it? Like that's all. That's all so, it is, really. Yeah, it, yeah. The, the issue, on your head and stuff like the issue that. I don't think is creating that. I think the issue is that people are essentially already living like that. Just mm. but they're yeah. just staring at their phones rather than wearing a funny fucking headset. Well, so, and, and the issue is, Howard, is that maybe, I guess what I would say a real issue is, is that while people continue to feed into working towards a virtual augmented reality, what's happening in, in actual reality? Because like for phones and computers and mm. servers to all run, you need coltan, which means more resource exploitation, um, so which can be problematic long term. Yeah. But I just think it's something we have to accept, Howard, the way the world's going. We are now we've given birth to artificial intelligence and we're going to have to learn to live alongside it. Yeah, it's wise words, mate. And uh, listeners, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, why don't you hit us up on social media? Uh, and <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> well, I'm not joking. And, uh, but no, over, over to you, Dane, for the final question of today's show. We've gone from the Queen to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Where are you taking us, Dane? I mean, I always like to incorporate... Uh, parts of the previous discussion into my question, but and I think I think Carl would be a very good person to answer this question. Continue with the theme of the royal family and the potential changing of the guard. Um, I've always been very interested in peerage because the history behind it, like you know, going back to like knighthoods, is that what I perceive to be a knight is somebody who would defend the realm from external threats and even some supernatural ones, like you know, knights be fighting dragons and evil wizards and shit alongside Merlin. Um, 
So my question is, following the passing of, our, of our, Her Royal Highness, theoretically, uh, and now we live... So imagine a post... Met, we're in meta now, in a post-dystopian <laughs> meta landscape, right? Where we want the digital equivalent of the royal family to thrive within this meta universe. The queen needs knights of her round, new round table, new peerage to, to defend the realm from external threats. Can you think of 10 British people, Carl, <laughs> who you think should be the new equivalents of King Arthur, Lancelot, Galahad, and all the other knights of the Defenders realm? Defenders of the British realm yeah don't have to the, get 10 oh the we british can... meta realm say the, the british meta realm i mean i can't. and they don't just have to defend <laughs> no, they, okay. they, they um, don't just have to defend like with hostility it can be like defend us with like who will be our champion for like well, it's basically yeah i suppose the the, the, the people you're looking at who, who are good role models of what british yeah. values would be Precisely. i don't know the phrase british in a, in a, in a meta universe that makes you go Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> British it's, it's always yeah. by the worst people. Yeah, it? it really is. Yeah, yeah. people uh, who really have no value. <laughs> it's pretty hard because you know, in I'd say in the old days you would have looked to like your political class. Yeah. Now, I mean, you there's not I don't yeah, unless, you, unless you want, unless you want a comic relief. Uh, forgive me. Yeah, forgive me. <laughs> I don't think I could, you know, sort of pick many people out of our our, our houses of parliament that would. would be that no zero zero no, almost no zero um, isn't it? I, I, I'd instantly chuck sort of... in um, Mo or should we say Mohammed Farah uh, who I think is a very interesting and uh, inspiring guy um, uh, that would be someone I'd think about and uh, it's British so we're not English we're talking British yeah somebody like Andy Murray an elite sportsman who carries himself sort of with the he's got he's, he's got the sort of the nature of somebody who'd think would be a total failure. Do you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have an ego on him. He's very down to earth. Feels mm. like he, you know, he, he's not he's not bothered by the trappings of fame or money. He just does what he, you know. That's what that's what you'd think British values were. Just a sort of stiff upper lip. Get on with it. Get your job done. Mm. Do what needs to be done. Have a be. You know, he seems like he's he's. You know, he seems faithful. He's been with his partner since they were young, and they've got a nice family. Yeah, and like, he married the uh, the Dunblane survivor. Yes, mm. he comes. He came out of that as well. Yeah, so yeah. it started with sadness and pain, and like, and he just felt. I think he'd be somebody off the top of my head who actually I would look to and think I can't really find a flaw in his character. Often mm. he used to get criticised for being a bit petulant on the court, but it's like that's because he wants to win. He's a winner. Yeah, that's how exactly. he became one of the elite. One of probably our greatest ever tennis player you know in yeah. in on this from this island and he's i think he seems like a good guy you know like yeah. he's he's always he always corrects reporters when they try and like yeah, leave like, the questions and stuff he always say, he always he always says something encouraging and yeah and i also you know he'll bring up when they talk about um he'll always highlight when they they, they sometimes they always do that thing when they they'll bring a fact out about um yeah. tennis but he'll point out that actually the thing they've just Congratulating him on was already done by like Serena Williams. I'd always I saw, yeah, say I saw that very quote, good. Really at, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he knows the history of tennis. He knows the sort of landscape. Just, and just, I, just, like, just I think just, he's. A, I think he's a good hum, guy. Yeah, hum, humble. And yeah, and he exemplifies what it means to still achieve and remain your and maintain yes. your humility. So Andy Murray's in. We're happy with that. Lord, he's yes. knight number one. Knight number <laughs> one. <laughs> nice, Sir, Sir Andy Murray. Yeah, Sir Andy. He's I think he's already, sir. 
No, he's he might not. Be, he's, or maybe I he might be. I tell you who's popular, Adele. Would Adele be much use? Yeah. She, I think she's someone who does, you know, really uh, convey a lot of good British values. I think the fact that people, she seems so down to earth and lovely and yes. warm and, and such a good character. And also, you know, great voice. Um, yeah, would would true, she true. fit it? She, is, she yeah. fit in there for you, Carl? Or she? I could. I'd say I'd have. I'd have that. I mean, I'm not. It's not my sort of music. So I feel, and I feel sure. a bit bad almost saying that because she's so popular. No, that's There's okay. a certain sort of. Um, I've got. It's not. You know, I'm not. It's, I'm not saying I don't like her music, but I'm saying it's not my sort of music. I'm not. I'm not somebody who sits around the house listening to ballads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's okay. I like. I like Ed Sheeran. I like what he's about. I like listening to him doing him interviews, but. I don't have a lot of Ed Sheeran albums. I've not paid that much attention to his music. Exactly. I, I see what I see what he's about. I like what he's about. I like his dedication music. I love hearing about his story and his journey. Doesn't, but I don't listen to that many Ed Sheeran songs. So yes, it's, it's all yeah. good, Carl. But I don't yeah, know why people like you nice. too. People like you too a lot, and I don't understand why. I um I I, I hate I'm not I don't hate you too is the wrong word. I'm not a fan of you too. Mm. The only album of theirs I like is the one album they don't like, um, which is um, <laughs> what was it called? Uh, Zuropa is the one that was produced oh, yeah, by Brian yeah. Eno and they've always thought was too experimental. And yeah. I, that was the one I remember hearing it and thinking, this is the best U2 album ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, they finally, finally got their shit together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, uh, you know, it's, I would say, yeah, yeah, Adele, I would, I would have Adele. She seems like a good. Yeah, I didn't mean to make sure there's a gender balance here because obviously in history it would have all been men as well, is one of the yes. things I was thinking. Yeah. So, so Dame Adele uh, or Lady um, Adele. So we've got Adele and Andy Murray sitting around a table waiting for the rest of the, just, of the British sure. Justice League to join. Oh, we, need, we did a different. We did a different designation. I think we need to have a neutral designation for Knight. So Knight Adele. Yeah. Can't yes. just say Knight Adele. What yeah. about someone like Jon Snow? Lovely. I like that. Lovely. I like that. Ironically, he shares his name right. with the Knights. Exactly. Not the first one that's been on the Knights Watch. So that's all yeah. Good. But he seems like you know you maybe want to go with somebody who's got a uh, you know an understanding of the history of the last fifty years. Great. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like a level head. Seems like his morals are in the right place. Definitely. I think that's a great shout. And, and, and also... Not about... his son. His son can absolutely fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> but you can't have two members of the same family. Yeah, but it's also, with, with Jon Snow, you know, we're going to have a lot of talkers around this table, I imagine. And Jon's going to help, you know, navigate that conversation. Sorry, Seriously, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Gonna have to pass yes. that over to Adele now, you know, just because we need to hear everyone hear everyone's voice around this table. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I think John will be really important in that sense. Um, yep. Um, what about what about you know? And obviously, some of these people, you know, we don't know how long they'll live for. Uh, <laughs> but like, I I I'd instantly think about Michael Caine as someone who represents Britain, no? Because he's like, God, that guy. I feel like Michael Caine might secretly not. I might, he might be the sort of person who would use British values in the bad way. Right. <laughs> just, you know when you get, you get a whiff yeah. of somebody? Yeah. There's someone I'm like, I'm not sure, man. I think secretly he's a bit of a... Is that really? where John, but is that where Jon Snow comes in to balance it? When he, Maybe. He's like, oh, hello, oh, 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 and this I remember Zulu. And he's like, nope, nope, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've got... Um, I don't, and I'm not going to... I'm not saying that's correct. Good, I'm just saying good. I think... Yep. Okay, Unless we want a bipartisan um, group of knights, because then we can have yeah, like, no, yeah, because then we could have. I suppose for you know, if we have to keep the realm happy, we may have a Michael Caine. But then, how how far along that spectrum do you go? Because then we start, you know, then it gets Jeremy Clarkson, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I don't, uh, it, I don't think we should have a knight that refers to another knight as toots. <laughs> <laughs> or refers to um, subjects of the of the meta, of the meta realm as, yeah, as broad, yeah, yeah. broads and dames. 
Um, I mean, Trevor McDonald could be another good shout. Lovely, um, definitely. Nice. An old safe pair of hands is what you yeah, want, yeah. isn't it? Of course. Um, Judy Dench. What were nice. we saying about Dench? I'm definitely. Helen Mirren. Yeah, definite Dench. They don't have to be old. I'm, I'm probably going a bit old, actually, isn't it? Who's it? Is there any young people? <laughs> young um, people. I would like to. I'd like to suggest, have any moral value I would, whatsoever. I would suggest uh, Lewis Hamilton. Oh yeah, Lewis. Do you Hamilton. know what I find with Lewis though, and this I because I'm I should love Lewis Hamilton because he's a vegan, right? But I do think there's an issue I have with him about his environmentalism coming yeah. from a place of absolute. I believe him. I know he loves it, man. But I think when you are driving the least environmentally friendly car on earth <laughs> part of me thinks oh come on you've got to address that as well when you say it like just at least acknowledge it you know what i mean that should yeah. be his qualifier i think we should get him a, a, a meta race car or something yeah I'd, t- I'd absolutely take that because in my head I mean? like the knights of the, the of the meta realm they got like a vehicle which he drives yeah. Like, mm, yeah. the thund- like the thunder, thunder tank or the eighteen van. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. And it's, oh, like you know, like the Thunderbirds, basically. And then it's like <laughs> Lewis drives Thunderbird one. Yeah, but in terms of like somebody who's not only talented, um, empathetic. Yeah, mm. he's a good shout, Lewis. Nice. Yeah, so well, Lewis Hamilton, Adele, John Snow, and <laughs> and Andy mix. Murray. Uh, it's a lovely mix already. Uh, I mean, these uh, are these Gary are Gary Neville. Oh, fuck yeah. off, Carl! Come on. <laughs> I'm a Tottenham fan. I should hate Gary Neville. I actually think he's very reasonable in yeah. most cases. He's always, you know, he's not afraid to get involved in a in a cultural slash social debate yeah. about the current state of affairs, the economy. Do you know what? He's I also a, a politician. He's a bit of a politician as well, isn't he? So you know what. Which you have to be in in, in, an England managerial capacity. There are so many politics involved. I just think when you're saying, you know, Adele, you know, and people like Andy Murray, (laughs) and he's Gary Neville's (laughs) fucking rocking up. Um, Because you you go for the the more popular of of a Lineker, but I just don't think he's got the chops to do the job. I mean, mean, Gary Neville's got a bit more about it. Gary always carries himself with that need to still prove something. And even though he's in a managerial position, there's still an air of like him, yeah. Still behaving if he's like a squad member. I think yeah, if, yeah, I'm, yeah. if you're having you Gary want, Neville, you that? if you're having Gary Neville, please let's have Roy Keane just to spice things up because that. I love be, Roy Keane. Yeah, but I, I think, think he is. Are we allowed? Are we allowing Irish people in? Oh, I yeah. think it's a great it's a great step for maybe improving <laughs> uh, diplomatic relations between the Republic. Would be are we, if we're going to pick Roy Keane. I think yeah. Right. I think I think well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. Some of the aforementioned people also have Celtic ancestry because we said Andy Murray. And we said Andy Murray, Murray, yes. What so. about um, uh, <laughs> just to cause controversy? What about J.K. Rowling? Does she get a mention nowadays, or is she gone? I mean, I don't know if she's gone. She's not gone. She's still no, writing books. Gone. I and think doing she's very a, well. I think she's a point of contention, but I think it would be a matter of principle for us to have a member of the non-binary community to also yeah. be uh, a knight of the realm, particularly if it's going to be the meta realm. So again, how you know, there was a point in time where the Republic of Ireland and and Northern Ireland couldn't get along, but at least there's it can be it can be diplomatic and cordial, and I think the same could happen with J.K. Rowling, yeah. and uh, you know the uh, certain parts of the trans community because I don't think it's across the board that there is no, like a no. direct opposition between J.K. Rowling and... Well, this, this is a very illustrious group of people. I think there should just be one person in this group that's just like a real, 
you know, like kind of out of nowhere, like, I don't know, like a wolf from Gladiators who's just happens to turn up, you know, just kind of <laughs> like... Wolf moved to Australia, so pick another Gladiator. <laughs> really? I, I, I suggest Jet. Oh, Jet. <laughs> I, um, I think I saw a photo of her, um, a modern photo, and she right. still looks great. Yeah, she's still out here. <laughs> so we, 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 someone on the podcast was telling us that she now works as a... I think she's like a psychologist as well, but right. she was also doing Comic-Con recently as well. Um, uh, Diane Udell is her actual name. And just to let everyone know, I once <laughs> met her when she was in performing in a pantomime with a family friend of ours, and I got my photo taken with her, but I was so scared of her raw, how attracted I was to her at this young age, this primary school age. I, could, I, I, stood, I stood really far away from her as far as possible because I was so terrified by how sure, much I was... I'm sure she could handle it. I'm sure she's seen worse. <laughs> um, but, in terms of gladiators, uh, my second ever stand-up gig I did... Uh, in the audience was um, Hunter from Gladiators. Lovely. Nice. With Jason Orange from Take That. They were just mates and they were yeah. out for a beer, went to watch some comedy, and I was on nice. stage. Well, we don't have them in the round table, that's for sure. <laughs> ne- neither of them, no members of Take That, not even Gary? Uh... Not, Ga- not, not tax exile Gary Barlow. Oh, yeah, um, he's out. He's out. Sorry, he's Gary. I think, look, I think yeah, Adele and Ed Sheeran to represent music, that's a good shout. Maybe, maybe one, one more. I don't know if we're thinking someone like I don't know, like I, you know, I don't know how we feel about Stormzy, but I think he's a very interesting guy. Stormzy, I, I think Stormzy is a good shout, but then yep. I would say if that's a good case, when it has to be Dizzy Rascal. That's what I was going to say. You'd want to think about who that person is, you know, represent someone. Because you know, remember Dizzy, Dizzy, Dizzy was involved in the uh, whole Olympic ceremony as well. Yeah. So, so and, we got, you know, we got Dizzy, we got Adele, we got Ed Sheeran, we got. Uh, Andy Murray, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, and Gary Neville, um, and that's a lovely. And John Snow just holding court. I think. I think we need to add someone of a from, for educational value. I think. Okay. So it's got to be got to be Dave, doesn't it? It's, it's got to be, be got to be Atto. <laughs> Dave is Mer- Dave is Merlin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dave has got to be Merlin, unless anyone has a better. Uh, 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 anyone else? What a lovely group of Dave? people, though, and, and hopefully they can work out a new fucking national anthem for us, which would be really useful. Yes. Uh, they could definitely write it between them, surely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there are probably only two of them that we need for that, really. Yeah. Um, but then I think maybe Emily Sandy should sing the, the new national Ooh, anthem. she's got a nice voice. She does yeah, yeah nice she'd be voice. a good staff. So, got, got, a good, got a good meta-nation you've got there, Carl. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Thanks. If we've missed um, anyone, listeners, why don't you um, why don't you get in contact with us, listeners? If we've missed anyone, um, but that's um, that we've done a pretty good job of assembling that cast of people. I think it's uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy task. But put um, the world to rights, like Lawrence Fox says. That's another <laughs> thing when people say put the world to rights. Beware of those people. <laughs> I bet he loves a bit of British values. Yeah. He does love a lot of British. Yeah, he loves British values. Well, he changed his name to Fox. As opposed to fuck with, like he was originally. <laughs> so, so I hear. <laughs> um, Dane, what a good episode, mate! I've just, I just with with Carl's smooth, cold-ridden voice, it's just flown by. It's the, one of the most saccharine-infused episodes we've ever had. Carl, your voice is so demure and sweet. I'm going to take an internet shot after this ep. Um, while I get my health back on track after you've allowed me to indulge in such uh, <laughs> in, in such audio decadence, when can our listeners find out more about your good works? Um, I suppose the main thing is, uh, yeah, podcast. Uh, um, the main one, the one I'm doing at the minute, with that, I did Babysitting Trevor, but that was sort of seasonal, and that's currently on hiatus. Yeah. But there's three episodes, three se- four seasons online, they're backdated. Uh, but me and Julian Dean do one called Two Vegan Idiots, or T- it's called TVI. Right. So just type the letters TVI into any 
podcast thing that will come up. It's just a weekly podcast, me and Julian chatting to a guest in a studio, being silly and rude. Recently got banned. Our patron got banned in the Middle East. Really? Quite, um, yeah, Julian. Basically, Julian almost takes every flight of fancy down the route of ending up on a pedo joke. <laughs> It's not allowed. Yeah. So we're, we're our patron. Luckily, we only had one patron in the UAE. So uh, they, they got in touch and went, um, I've been kicked off your patron. And, uh, and then we looked and it had been banned. So that's a bit of fun. For what, an <laughs> yeah, what an advert. Insight into what you'll, what you'll get to hear. So yeah. Howard, you know what to do if we go for a Patreon, what not to cover yeah. for once. <laughs> yeah. Just so avoid that. The stories about your son will have to be very clean, sir. Yeah, yeah. there was a penis incident a couple of weeks ago. Yes, there was. Yeah. And not it in sound, a nasty way. It sounds more innocent than it, it should. It was At innocent. At the same time, it was a, it was a jump. Yeah, it was a strange, it was a, it was a fair moment. I actually had a couple of comments from people saying, oh, that was a really good moment. I was like, well, I was just talking about them. But those know. people are, that's what I mean, Howard, we don't want those people to be with those patrons. That was really the penis thing you did before. Like, we don't want those people, Howard, that's not my point. Yeah. As much as they do pay, <laughs> to tell them point. to fuck off like they were Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Carl, thank you for your uh, your wonderful, beautiful voice and, no and brain. Thanks for having me. It's been a it's been a real thank laugh. You. Thank you indeed, Carl. And I think with such dulcet tones, if it does get to the point where we do have a change in the guard with the monarchy, then I imagine hearing your voice will allow for our monarch to rest easy. <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing the announcement on Radio Four. <laughs> Sorry to inform you of the sad news of the passing of the Queen of England, Her Royal Highness. Uh, quite nice. I'm, I'm fine with that news. I, I, I would have taken that much badly if it didn't sound that way. Yeah. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBaptweets or Instagram at DaneSnapTeast. Our guest was Carl Donnelly. You can follow Carl on Twitter and Instagram at Carl Donnelly. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Howard Cohen. The show is mixed and mastered by Audio Culture. You can follow Audio Culture on Instagram at We Are Audio Culture. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DBQE Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and remember. Question everything. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.